Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I'm a little bit late on this Monday, August 8th. I got stuck yesterday at Chicago Midway with some delays. We had some thunderstorms. There was also delays at LaGuardia. So y'all know thunderstorms keep planes from taking off, which I think is a good thing. I think that that's a good thing. I think that it's good to delay flights when there's weather. That's probably why flying, statistically speaking, remains the safest way to travel. Although I have anxiety over it. That is a whole topic for another podcast, which I wanted to talk about today. I might loop it in. But today's primary focus is going to be about burnout because I'm a little bit burned out. And um, I didn't notice that I was experiencing this. I've worked with a number of clients that have had burnout. And it's very obvious from the outside when someone is experiencing burnout. But sometimes with yourself, it's not as easy to identify. So I wanted to talk about some resources that you, um, well, I'll just basically, I'm going to tell you about my burnout. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. I did a Facebook Live on this. This might be a little bit more in-depth than the Facebook Live, depending, because Facebook Lives, I try to tie up after a few minutes, 10, you know. But I, I wanted to talk about my own burnout, and I wanted to talk about, um, I'll tell a little a couple of stories, you know, the way I do it. So burnout, what's going on? So I like to consider myself a powerhouse of a human. Like I am one of those people and I don't think that I'm I'm being, um, I don't know the word off the top of my head, somebody that boasts about being a powerhouse of a human. I just genuinely am. Like I roll out of bed and I start moving and I kind of just continue to accomplish things until my day is over. And uh, last summer, I was like working for jobs and I was doing some, so I was doing some research. I was working for myself. I was working at a bar. I was working at a wedding venue. I was running 50 to 60 miles a week, marathon training. I was still doing the Get the Fuck Off podcast with regularity. Like everything was, I am one of those people that if, if you need to fit it into your day, I will fit it into that fucking day. Like I am that person. Like what do they say? Like if you want something done, give it to the busiest person you know. Well, that's me. Like, if you want something done, give it to me and it'll be done in a half hour. I don't have any time to futz around. Like, I will get it the fuck done. This is, this, this futzing around is not, does not work for me. So I'm not a futzer. So, well, um, I'm a little bit burned out. And I, I did not have any recollection of the fact that I was. And I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story of two people. One that I know and one that I do not know. Um, the first story is about the one I do not know. There is a man in Utah. His name is James Lawrence. And 
Not last winter, but the winter before, he set out to set the world record for the most consecutive uh, full-distance triathlons, what people know as a full Ironman. So you can't use the term Ironman because it's trademarked. So he used the term Iron Cowboys because he goes by Iron Cowboy. And he had he had the previous world record for doing this at 50, and he set out to do 100. So if you don't know what a full Ironman triathlon is, it requires a 2.4-mile swim at the beginning and then a 112-mile bike ride and then a 26.2-mile run. Um, I got this wrong on the Facebook video. I was like, it was 70-something miles on a bike. But no, it's 112, 112-mile bike ride, 26.2-mile um, run at the end, and the 2.4-mile swim at the beginning, which a lot of people actually have the most trouble with the swim because the swim is often in uh, like cold water and uh, just swimming is just so so it's such an intense cardiovascular activity. A lot of runners will swim when they are injured, things like that. So full Ironman triathlon, 140.6 miles. And what he did was he did um, – 100 of those he set out to do 100 of those in the winter in Utah and um, he was able to do 100 and then on the 101st day he did a victory lap so he did a, a 101 the next day so this guy like I watched this with like fucking fascination that this man made his body be able to do this it was just it was an athletic endeavor that was just like it was incomprehensible to me and I'm not going to say in in anyone's right mind that this was intelligent I mean but also who am I to say that you know like if parts of he he managed to fuel himself for it I mean he wasn't emaciated thin at the end of it I mean he was able to fuel appropriately he had the support of friends and family he had a crew that did this alongside of him so he wasn't really alone I mean he was able to he did the the swims at a a local pool in the morning I mean his kids were there and they were involved I'm, I'm pretty sure that this was I don't know like what their ages were or if they were you know, at school from home or whatever. This was still kind of uh, pandemic times. So this was this was just really. I I have no idea the specifics of how the family functions. It's not even it's not my business. But but like it was, they were very supportive. Like he's got a very supportive wife. He's got a very supportive kids. Um, so everyone was involved in this. Um, so it wasn't like this was something that was complete idiocy. You know, like there was a, this was well thought out. He had doctors. I mean. But at the end of it, he did write, I don't remember the exact post, but I remember reading just about the psychological toll that that takes when you stop something like that. Because when your body, and I'm using this extreme example, but this can apply to any of you guys listening. When your body is in a perceived state of stress over and over and over again, it doesn't creep into your awareness about what that stress actually is. And you develop opponent process to just kind of keep you going. So you're often going and 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 your body just pushes you through. I mean, it's it's designed to do that in that state of survival, fight, flight, or freeze, but mostly fight or flight. Like we're designed to continue and the brain won't bring into your awareness any of it. Like you'll just continue to go just, you know, I even talk about that like with marathon running, how I, you just leave your body at a certain point. Like you're not even aware. Like some people be like, oh, look at the, look at the cute little signs. Look at the cute little flowers I'm like I have no memories of of my races like I I leave my body and I don't come back in unless I'm at a water stop like I don't I don't even know what's going by so it's a really interesting thing 
Um, but there was a psychological component that happened after stopping something of that intensity. Like it was intense. And I know I have a friend, this is a little bit less intense, but I'm going to use this example, um, who hiked the Appalachian Trail recently. And that's roughly um, 2,190 miles. That's the stat that I pulled off of Google for how long that is. And this was somebody that, you know, was not um, – a really like was not an athlete like James Lawrence this is just a regular guy uh, that I know he hiked recreationally for you know five to seven miles a day that's what I think I mean he wasn't doing anything aggressive like he wasn't doing you know ridiculous stints in hiking but he built up his fitness enough that he decided to set out to do the Appalachian Trail and he left you know he he didn't have um, he got sponsorships and uh, you don't work when you do this you know you live out in nature and for months he lived out in nature and he he hiked the Appalachian Trail he did a through hike and also talked about the psychological component of what happens when that's finished and that and in both cases I could see as burnout like I can see those as burnout and I'm going to compare it to my own situation which is completely different and of a different kind of magnitude I mean I did run for 118 straight days in 2020 and I felt this same thing when I had to stop due to injury and I'm, I'm going to talk about it though in terms of just stuff that I've been doing to build get the fuck off not just the podcast but I you know in the beginning I was just working with one-on-one clients and then I expanded to create day one and I've been trying to add a bunch of things and that's kind of how it goes it's kind of par for the course you start with one thing that you do and then you add other things that you do and you just start doing a bunch of things and all of a sudden you're doing all these things then I started blogging for as a guest blogger for this blog that I um, with with this group of people that I was connected with through a book that I am going to be a contributing author for. That book is going to be out next month, I believe. So I'm going to tell you guys when that's out. It'll be on my website for purchase. It's called the four four a uh, fourfold formula for all things wellness. Uh, that's a little bit of a tongue twister. Fourfold formula for all things wellness. But it's going to be. I have a, a story in that in that book, and that'll be for sale on my website. But I, I got involved with that and then, you know, there's just, you just start getting involved. You just start getting involved and then all of a sudden, like, I was just involved in so much. Busiest person, you know, thumb, 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 thumb. It's going and going and going and going. And what happened was at the beginning of June, I was in a place where I, I mean, I had not yet launched day one. And I wasn't even sure how day one was going to go. Like I had no idea how that was going to pan out. I didn't know who was going to join. I didn't know who was going to be my first cohort. It was just, you know, way in a prayer. Like just, okay, well, here we go. I think I did everything right. We're going to see how this sh- this turns out. It's kind of how the last eight months have been ever since I left traditional employment last November. It's just it's been this guttural digging, um, using my... Um, lower chakras this this survivalistic just go with your gut every minute because I'm a cerebral person I live in my head I would much rather live in my head than live in my sacral chakra you know I've got a lot of fucking built up energy sometimes I'll be sometimes I'll just be having sex and start crying like a child um way more information than you ever needed to know I got a lot of built up energy there because I for a long time just lived cerebrally like I'm such an intelligent like cerebral type I want to know everything I have a thirst for knowledge like just give me as much knowledge as you could possibly dump into my little fucking head and the last eight months have not been that way 
So June, um, day one was launched. I had a bunch of people join day one. Um, right at that same time, one of my clients decided to come back when um, she was supposed to be finished. I wasn't sure if she was going to be coming back. She came back. I brought on a new one-on-one client. I brought on another new one-on-one client. And all of this happened all at once. And all of a sudden, I had I had probably my, my highest – not probably. I had my highest grossing month since I started working for myself in June. Um, in terms of money. And, you know, this is new for me. I haven't been working for myself for 10 years. It's been two years. And so there's been a lot of learning. I've learned a lot. I continue to learn a lot. Like I continue to learn every day. I am not sitting here trying to show up perfect for you guys. I am giving you the raw deal. Um, just because of how things went in June. Because, you know, I love what I do. I love coaching. But business is a whole other as a whole other thing business is tied to your actual survival you know your ability to eat and sleep and take a shower and if you're not doing well in business you you are well aware of the price of soap you know like you're well aware of how much you spend on your Nespresso habit every week you're well aware if you have an ice cream vice just how much that's costing you not that I would know about any of these things (laughs) but January and February were interesting Um, But it's something that you learn over time, right? So like the end of June, I finally was like, oh my God, I, I actually, I'm okay. Like I have lots of clients. I have a group, which is going to be fantastic. The group is, is wonderful. We're now in, we're going into month three. Everybody is getting a lot of value out of it. I mean, it's, it's great. I'm opening day one. By the way, you guys can keep an, an ear open because day one is going to be opening at the end of this month. I'm going to be opening enrollment for new, for new members. So please keep your ears peeled, ears peeled, eyes peeled. I don't know. Uh, keep your ears, uh, ear to the ground. That would probably be the appropriate, uh, the appropriate for a, for a podcast. But anyway, um, so end of June, that happened. And when that happened that I realized I'm okay, it was like stopping the 101 full distance Ironman triathlons. It was like the last mile of the Appalachian Trail. It was like the last mile. It was like, it was like the last mile of the marathon. And then you're there. And I was just like, (sighs) (sighs) like just, just this 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 breath like and you know the first time I ever ran a big race I I experienced the depression that happens after a big race because you just spend all this time training and and doing this and then the, the big race happens and then you're just you the depression just like sets in like holy fuck most of my friends weren't runners at the time and I didn't really notice that this was a thing and then other you know runners that I knew told me that it was and I I just I just realized after I realized I was okay and that I could just I could just stop for a second all of a sudden here's where the burnout happens because I had been burned out but I didn't realize that I was burned out because I was just consistently in action trying to do things trying to learn more if I wasn't doing I was learning even when I was receiving it was purposeful like so even when I was taking time to meditate there was a purpose behind that like I wouldn't like I didn't care about my connection to like I did care about my connection to source and divinity and things like that and and I had that very heavily in 2020 and 2021 but in 2022 it was all purposeful it was like if I'm gonna take a break from my fucking work this better fucking make my work better like that was my thought and I never even 
like realize that I was doing that. Like that wasn't even that wasn't even a realization that I had made. Like I just thought that I was in that same mental state as I was in 2020 and 2021 where I was just all peace, love, and butterflies. And I was just – but in 2020 and 21, I had very different, like, circumstances. So I didn't have this sole need to support myself in 2020 and 2021. And I'm a human still working on themselves. So just so y'all know, like – and Martin John, my boyfriend, always says this um, – it doesn't matter how much work you do. What's in front of you never changes. So I'm still a human working on myself. So even though I've gotten the fuck off the smokes, the sauce, my ass, and the fence, um, that D, all those, all those things, there's still more work to do. Still more work to do. And that was some of my work. So when all that was was finished, I was I. I experienced the first signs of burnout. And the first signs of burnout for me, honestly, were just, God, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything at all. Ever. Again. (laughs) Like, and this wasn't the first time that I actually experienced this I experienced this after undergraduate and I didn't even know that that was what I experienced because when I was an undergrad I did the same thing I was in charge of everything at school I was I was uh and then my senior year I was commuting three hours a day to intern at MTV in series development that was a past life of mine um I was a communications broadcast media major and journalism as well so like that's where a lot of this like I use a lot of that in my work still but um I was I was running the television studio for a couple of years and then I was the editor in chief of the paper for a little while and I was just I was taking 18 credits every semester because I just wanted to be done because I wanted to run away from Pennsylvania and all the people there and run away from my family. My family is wonderful now. They weren't so wonderful 15 years ago. Um there was a lot of different dynamics 15 years ago that were happening that that are it's just it was just a lot and I was just running and running and running I'm an away from person just just for your the listeners reference we generally are toward or away from people I am definitely an away from person if I'm comfortable I'll just happily just stay there with no ambition whatsoever if I'm comfortable I'll sit still and I'll just uh, be happy in 2020 when nothing was going on I read books I ran by the river I stared at the water and I didn't care and that's just sort of how I've always been if I'm comfortable, which is rare, I'll sit still. And if I'm not comfortable, I will run away from things that are uncomfortable. And that's and the the reason that that's not as good. I don't like to label things good or bad, but the reason that that's all say ideal. The reason that's not as ideal as being a person that runs towards something is that your brain gives you more of what you focus on. So if your job is shitty and you're running away from your job constantly, you're still focused on your job. Like even if you don't want to be at your job anymore, you're still focused on that job. So when I left Bubba Gump, I was like, I have to not think about Bubba Gump at all. I have to cut everyone out of my life that talks about it. I have to just completely and utterly dismiss every single piece of this so that I cannot focus on it anymore. I don't want to think about it. I just need it out of my awareness because otherwise I'm just an away from person. So that happened to me after undergrad and it happened to me in June of this year. And then the signs of it are... My zest for life is gone. I hate everything. I want to be dead. Like it was, it's just all these feelings. Feelings that I haven't had since I was drinking. 
And when I was drinking, I realized I was burned out then too because what was I doing? I was going to my on-crack job in Times Square where it's just consistent sensory, pushing your physical limits, people just yelling at you, yapping at you, loud music, all kinds of things happening. I mean, it was it was the most sensory o- overload that I've ever experienced and you're walking 20,000 steps a shift and you're lifting heavy cases of beer and liquor, like just insane. And then at the end of all of that, with all the humans, humans from all over the world speaking to you in all different languages, you leave, you go drink for three hours, you go home, you pass out, you wake up at 2 p.m., you go back, you do it again, coffee and a cigarette, barely eating, not eating well, not putting nutrient-dense food in my body, you know, that kind of thing. I was burned out then too. And it was the same feelings. I hate everything. I want to be dead. There's no point to life. Why am I alive? Why am I, you know, and you start feeling these things. And then the pacifiers come in. So back when I was working uh, at the restaurant, yes, I was drinking, but I don't drink anymore. I don't smoke anymore. But what, what's happening? I'm not making a conscious effort to put nutrient-dense food in my body. I'm not doing that at all. I am sitting, I am eating ice cream, I am going to get my sugar fix every minute. There's these really highly processed nut and date bars that I get from down the street at the bodega. I had a uh, container of caramel from Trader Joe's that Martin bought when he was here. He left it in my fridge. I ate that entire container from a spoon like I would a jar of Jif, like just dipping my spoon into the caramel and just licking it off the spoon like a popsicle. I mean, these are just the pacifiers that are creeping up. Um, Old programs start creeping up. I'm an anger person. I live in anger a lot of the time. And that started creeping up. And all this, all the while, I don't notice that I'm, I'm burned out. I'm still... I'm still thinking that everything's fine because I don't notice. How could I notice? I'm just having these feelings and emotions and I'm like, why am I having these feelings and emotions? I'm not even sure what the hell is going on here. And um, I didn't, I, I didn't know. I was, I was angry all the time and like that's, for me, anger is protective. So I, for many, many years before I started coaching and before I started working in personal development, before I started doing my own inner work, specifically my own inner work, like before 2018, none of this was in my awareness, but I only knew how to feel anger. So like anger, I was either happy or I was angry. And if I look back, my, my grandmother was like this. So she was either fine or she was angry, like angry um angry was the emotion if I felt anything I just masked it with anger I've had clients do the same thing because anger is extremely protective like it protects you and so a lot of that anger started coming back up and I was like fuck and that happens a lot of times because when your body is in that state of just go 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 it's not going to let you feel all of these things but once you stop once you get the breath then the anger will or 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 just the 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 lack of enthusiasm for life a low sex drive like i don't want to have sex like i'm just like oh, fuck i don't want to have sex all signs of burnout all signs of burnout so what happened this last trip to chicago was i got to chicago and i said to martin i said i i, I think i'm burned out and he's like i think you've been out a long time he doesn't talk like that that's how I talk but he he basically said that he thought I was bur- I was burned out a long long time like long before it was in my awareness so this is the, the point of this podcast is to just let you know that 
if you are consistently just grinding, you may be burned out and not know. And if you have recently had a respite from your grinding and now you feel like you hate everything, you want to die, there's no point to life, or you're just drinking your face off or smoking like a chimney or, or you know, eating a ton of garbage, um, sleeping all the time, living in unpleasant low vibrational emotions, you might be burned out. And if you are burned out, here are some ways that you can get yourself back. So first, I highly recommend everybody uh, read Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. It is an, a fantastic book by um, Amelia and Emily Nagosi, And they are sisters and they wrote this book. And it's, it's really catered towards women. So men can read it too. But it talks about what happens when our sympathetic nervous system is activated and ways that we can um, complete the stress cycle each and every day and ways that we can create space in our day. Um, Things that we can do um, communication-wise to have other people help us. I am really great at exercising every day. So, and I'm, I'm great at meditating every day. I'm not so great at communicating when I need help. So that's something that I work on. Uh, I'm great at being in motion. I'm not so great at being at rest. And being at rest is important to me. And I'm not so great at it. So some, like, there isn't a set checklist for what you need. Some of you might be struggling with boundary setting. I had a client once that whose mother was just so up her ass with absolutely everything. And she had a history um, in her family. She had an abusive husband and she had experienced all types of abuse. So she was not great at setting boundaries in life in general. So boundary setting was something that she needed to work on. I don't need to work on that. I'm great at boundary setting. If I don't want to do something, I'll just be like, fuck you. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to say fuck you. But you know what I mean? Like I'm just, I don't do anything I don't want to do. Um, if I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And that's it. Uh, so it's it's not, this is kind of what we talk about in day one. We don't talk about the standard checklist for what you need to do because there is no standard checklist. There isn't a standard checklist for life. Everybody's right. Everything is right in some capacity. That might be tough to swallow at this moment. But we are where we're at in this moment. And yes, some people in my women's coaching community want to work on their motivation. And some of them are really moving a lot and probably could stand to sit still. <laughs> like, like I say, some people need to work on getting off the couch and some people need to learn to sit on the couch, you know. And, and with burnout, it can be either of those things. It can be, it can be that you are too much in motion or that you're not in motion at all like there's just there's no checklist for what's going on maybe you're great at setting boundaries maybe you're not maybe you need help and you need to ask for help more maybe you have too many people telling you which things to do and it's it's just too much you know maybe you are an overthinker and you're always thinking yourself into a spiral in a future that doesn't exist 
and maybe you are grounded in the past and you're always running away from the past. I am an away from person, so I run away. I'm an away from, but some people run towards things, but then they trip themselves up in analysis paralysis with all the things that could go wrong if they go that way. That is an equal thing that contributes to burnout. Um, We need to be mindful of our bodies when we're in burnout. So look for the signs. The signs are not going to be, oh, I'm really burned out. The signs are going to be, my zest for life is gone. I'm eating too much, drinking too much. I'm fuck it, eat it away, drink it away, fuck it away, gamble it away. All those are going to come back. The pacifiers, Netflix binges are a big one. You're burned out and all of a sudden you've been watching 30 episodes of something. Um, client of mine right now, we were talking about burnout because I brought up mine and I'm like, and now I'm on a Mad Men binge. And they said, oh, it's so funny because... Because I have been binge watching a particular TV show. And I was like, well, that that is something that happens. And then you've gone from one episode to the next, to the next, to the next. And then you're 30 episodes later and it's like, what the fuck is going on? That's a big one that comes up in burnout. Um, You just want to, and that is a pacifier. Uh, In my episode of this podcast with Kate Hess, we talked about the difference between self-love, self-work, and distraction. And self-love is something that will refill your cup. Whereas when we are burned out, a lot of times we just want distraction. We want to eat a lot of chocolate. We want to binge watch a lot of TV. We want to do all that stuff. So keep your eyes open for the pacifiers. The pacifiers are big. Um, You can always have a conversation with me if you feel like you're experiencing burnout. I have been burned out many times in my life. A lot of times we can't see things. Uh, We can't see our own blind spots. And that's why I recommend everybody work with a coach. Um, If you haven't, you should. You should. Like, and, I, and I'm not a, somebody that wants to should all over myself, or, or, but I, I highly recommend it. Not that it's necessary. It's not compulsory for life. There are lots of people who do not. If you don't have a support system in your life of people that are aligned in this, this area, um, and I do. I'm very fortunate that if I need a personal development conversation, um, there are plenty of people that can have that conversation with me, although, you know, working with a coach has been the most beneficial for me. Um, and that's, that's something that I highly recommend. Um, but, but you need some people, you know, you need, you need some people because if you are like I was the only person in your life that's on this path, it can be very, it can be very confusing. It can be lonely. It can be really hard to understand all the stuff that's coming up. Sometimes when you start peeling back layers, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of emotion. Sometimes there's a lot of sadness. Um, one of my clients tells me that they never cried and now that's all they do. Um, I also uh, didn't cry for many years and now that's, that's, a, that's a pretty common occurrence over here in, this, uh, in my world. Um, underneath the bravado of my ego, I am still a human working on herself. So that is, that is something. I mean, this is something that comes up and support is, is really beneficial, like having support. When you don't have support, it's a lot harder. So um, if you feel like you are experiencing burnout, you know, keep an eye open for the pacifiers. And then all of those self-love things, Getting sleep, drinking enough water, taking care of your body. Sometimes you might need to rest. Last week, I ran 10 miles. 10. 10. For me, that's like nothing. I ran 10 miles. I was like, well, 
I'm going to run 10 miles this week because that's all I can do and that's it. And I rested a lot and I ate a lot and I spent a lot of time just chilling the fuck out. Um, I was out of New York City. New York City contributes to my burnout. So I'm considering uh, leaving very soon because it's been 14 years this month and it's a lot. It's a lot for me. New York City is a consistent um, source of anxiety. It's a source of, it's just a complete mess. So yes, I'm leaving. I'm going to be leaving New York City. Um, that has been something that's been in the books to, as a plan for a while, and I just wasn't certain as to where I was going or how I was getting there, but those details have been worked out a lot uh, over the past week or two. So it's tough. Well, we gotta, there's a lot to look at. Um, you know, just keeping, just being mindful of yourself and doing things that refill you. Um, when you're meditating, you're meditating to get out of the manifestation, not connect more deeply to it. So I fall into that category. I want to meditate so I can make more money. It's like, well, that's that's exactly the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. Meditation is about letting go. It's not about, oh, let's. I'm going to do this so my, my life here on earth is so much better. It's about getting away from that, getting out of the thoughts, like noticing and observing the thoughts. You're never going to get rid of your thoughts. You have forty to 60,000 thoughts per day, but training your mind to be able to observe your thoughts, which I think I might do my next episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast on that. I do want to let you guys know day one is going to be opening at the end of this month. So please, if you have not subscribed to my emails, I am going to put a link in the description of this podcast for you all so that you can subscribe. I'm going to put a link to day one specific content so that that way it tags me that you're interested in day one so that that way I can know and then you can get all of the specific emails. I might even just put two links, one specifically for day one and one um that isn't breakfree.getthefuckoff.com is the general link that you can use to get my emails. I would love uh, to have you receive my emails. I talk about a lot of stuff that I talk about here, but I talk about some stuff that I don't talk about here. So if you want to know what's going on with me and different things that I have coming up, uh, definitely breakfree.getthefuckoff.com. And I do this podcast as a passion project. It is a passion project of mine. I love doing it. I have done 80, I don't even have the number in front of me, 80 whatever the hell episodes of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I fucking love it. I do this because I enjoy it. And I I get a ton of like just my heart is so full every time I get an email from somebody saying how much they, they get value out of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Um, having that said, if you would like to support me in the Get the Fuck Off podcast, you can visit uh, getthefuckoff.com slash podcast. You can click the buy me a coffee button and that's a way that you can uh, support me in the Get the Fuck Off podcast because it's the last vice, guys, and uh, that, that, that definitely would help me. So you can definitely feel free to leave me a tip uh, in the Get the Fuck Off tip jar. Uh, at getthefuckoff.com slash podcast and that that button is right at the top and it's also at the bottom of all of these episodes. I might even put it in the description of the podcast. That is a way that you can support me in my efforts to keep the podcast going. Um, you know, I'm not going to start a Patreon. I don't want to make, you know, promises about that I'll, I'll do extra content every week because I don't know if I can add that to everything that I already do and I don't, wanna, I don't want to blindly promise that I can offer something I can't. But uh, if you would like to support me, that is a way that you can do it. So thank you so much for being here every week. I love you all. Just without you, this would not be what it is. And uh, I'm so glad that I can touch so many of you in the way that I do. Um, 
reach out to me if you need anything andy a-n-d-e-e at getthefuckoff.com and i'll be back next week with another episode of the get the fuck off podcast until that time stay safe stay beautiful